Hello, superstars. Welcome to the Up Your Creative Genius podcast, where you will gain insight and tips to stomp on the accelerator and blast off to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Patty Dobervolsky, and if this is your first time tuning in, then strap in because this is serious rocket fuel. Each week, I interview fellow creative geniuses to help you learn how easy it is to up your creative genius in any part of your life. Hey, everybody, it's Patty Dobrovolsky with Up Your Creative Genius. And today, oh my gosh. Okay, like this woman that we're talking with today is one of the most amazing I don't know, leaders in the universe. So (laughs) we're going to be interviewing Colette Hemmings, who I met way back in the day at Nike when she worked there. And then she was there for a while, long time. I mean, years and years and years. And then, boom, she just pivoted out of there. And so since we're all about change, we're going to talk to her about how she was able to pivot like that, what she's up to now. And I just can't. Thank you enough for taking the time to speak to us. Our listeners are going to go crazy for you, Chemmings. You know, (laughs) Chemmings, that's how we know you. C-H-E-M-M-I-N-G. Follow her on Instagram. It's fantastic. Welcome. How's it going? I'm so happy to be here, Patty. Well, I cannot beat that kind of introduction, but really happy to be here. (laughs) Yes. Well, now you have to tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'd love for you to tell the story of you and you can start anywhere that you want about your life or, you know, what you did in your work life, what you're doing now. That's what I want to get us caught up to there. But I want people to have a window into your world. Well, the the obvious part is probably where I grew up. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have subtitles here for those of you that can't can't understand what you're saying. (laughs) Portland, Oregon right now, but obviously grew up in Scotland. So that was kind of the start of my journey in life. Lived there for about 27 years, had a wonderful young family. We subsequently lived in uh, seven different countries three, four of those with family. And then 20 years of that, as you said, was with Nike. And we lived in China, Indonesia, all over the world. So ended up in the US in 2006. And actually, that was the start of what I would call my new journey of like self-discovery, finding out who I was as a leader, as a human and I studied eastern wellness principles I studied the brain I've always been fascinated by my personal my own mind and also the mind of the athletes that we worked with so that's kind of what I do now and then I pivoted as you said after 20 years I realized this is really what I want to do for the rest of my life so I did yeah here I am (laughs) well and you're fantastic and what I would say is this you know when we met you had just started doing like Tai Chi out in the break area. And I was out there drawing for something and you were bringing all that practices that you were using in your personal life into the work world. And, you know, it was a perfect launch pad for you there. And I hope that for the people that remained there, that they took and put some of those practices in place because they really had such a deep impact 
Mm. What drew you to do that there? How did you get the nudge to do that? Because that was kind of going against the grain there in some ways. Yes. Well, I didn't. A big part of me used to be very conformist the way I was brought up. But actually, deep down, I'm a massive rebel and, (laughs) you know, kind of love to create new things. And when you start studying yourself, actually, at least in my case, I realized I have to share this with other people because it is life changing. It was as simple as that. In answer to the question about what gave you the nudge, I really didn't share with many people for about 10 years of my practice, my personal practice. You know, I would teach quietly at a local center. But, uh, you know, I was at Nike and I thought, I could see there was, you know, a lot of stress and my team basically said, would you start something one lunchtime? And that was it. And then it just kind of evolved from there. Yeah, fantastic. And what I also remember about you just as a leader is that you're so deep. Anyway, you're always looking for the conversation behind the conversation. You know, what are we really talking about here and trying to get people in the room to speak to that? And so I would say thank you for that, because I was in many a room with you where they weren't talking about the real conversation and we needed to get to that. So it was helpful. So, you know, that's who you were and you grew up in Scotland and then you moved around all over the place. You lived in all these different countries. Mm -hmm. So I know that that had an influence on how you see the world. How did that worldly experience shape the perspective of you now? Very simply, it was almost like a validation that we're all the same. Yeah. It was pretty much, it took me quite a while to realize. (laughs) 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 You know, I was like, how much validation does one need? (laughs) Because I am a truth seeker, truth teller. You know, I think that's really part of how I was brought up. And, you know, the social justice side of things was always important for me. So I realized that everybody just wants to live a kind of happy, peaceful life. And we're all in different kind of swim lanes trying to do the best that we can. And I, I would say that's what it taught me. But my main reason for going in the first place was actually my children, because I found it very hard to get diverse in those days in Scotland, uh, to get even like a French programme or something like that, something a little bit different. And I think that was always in the back of my mind. How can I bring my kids up in an environment that, yeah. you know, there is no normal? Yeah. So that, that was kind of the... Uh, Yeah, I like that. So just expanding them and thinking about how they can get the most exposure and become the most well-rounded people. Well, and they are, I mean, they're, they're amazing. So congratulations on that because you, (laughs) (laughs) now, so tell people what you're doing now, because to me, it's very fascinating. I like to watch what you're up to. I've been, you know, just, yeah, I'm a stalker of yours. I like to see everything that's going on and you've been all around the world doing these magnificent things, right? But you also have been doing some leadership stuff. So tell me, what are you doing now? Well, I would say on a daily basis, I'm always trying to, I think of things as we are infinitely creative. So I'm always trying to be a role model for young people. And I imagine my young self, 
who was a bit nervous and anxious and unsure and what would I want to see in a role model? So I practice that pretty much every day. Big picture, I'm part of a, I would say, a bigger collective vision to really waking up a lot of society, you know, and 100 million, there's this kind of critical mass number. And the way that I do that is working on myself always. And so now I'm getting into the social media space, which I really didn't want to do, actually. (laughs) You were quite resistant when, you know, you were in charge of the building and could they get in for snow days? And then it took off. Like Chemmings was like everywhere. People sent you all those messages. It was crazy. It was crazy. Remember? I wonder if maybe Chemmings was the first kind of signal that that was a new kind of space to play. And I've realized that once you get over yourself and realize that you're a vehicle right. for what you want to share with the world, that was my work to do. How do I become so confident in who I am yeah. that that just translates in social media and not be bothered by you know what works, what doesn't? And I've really grown to enjoy it. So I do YouTube now. We have a manage and host Brain Sports TV. And that is a community of athletes and creators sharing. We've got a list of like standard questions, but it's really the part I love. It's kind of what I did at work as well, was drawing out the wealth of wisdom from people, having their voice heard and really connecting those stories. So Brain Sports does that. And we're doing rest and recovery series. So you can download those and, you know, manage your own health and wellness. Because my goal is to empower people to manage their own health and wellness in their daily life. Yeah. And right now it's so essential that people take care of themselves because, you know, I mean, we looked at the stats of people who were more optimistic than in June after COVID, you know, June, then everybody got really excited. It's going to be summer. We're going to be all. And then now we got a new wave. Right. And so the variant has locked everything down again. And, you know, we're Mm -hmm. back. We're all masked up again. And I think that for some people, this is really I, I don't know about you. I'm really an extroverted introvert, so Mm -hmm. I prefer to be by myself, but I can be very extroverted, but I miss being in a room full of people and having a conversation. Yeah, totally. And actually yesterday I was doing, so I also do some, you know, I teach Tai Chi and yesterday I was at outdoors, a convention, and I was doing some like shoulder massages and some different conversations. And pretty much 100% of people coming through were extremely anxious, stressed to their limit. And they just wanted that human connection. So, you know, I love connecting with people like that. Yeah. So when you think about your big picture vision of this, you're just glanced at it for a second, a hundred million people, the tipping point. What really is this big picture for you, this big vision? So we can grab hold of it and really, you know, help to empower it. What what is it? Well, take it to the smallest level. Someone like me who had really terrible anxiety some depression, different things that a lot of people are actually experiencing right now. I didn't have language for that. So first of all is, it's okay. We've all got, many of us have these things that now have names, some anxiety, and they're all in a continuum. So start with self. 
So 100 million people basically growing their creativity, their power. And you really can't grow your power to overcome your obstacles, your own emotional barriers, thoughts. That's what I've studied in myself is what are all those preconceptions or things that have built up over the years through our families, through generations that hold us back? And once you become aware of those, you can manage them really well. And so in answer to the 100 million, it's the critical mass of people being self-aware, conscious leadership. So people understanding who they are and connecting in healthy ways and that we don't do stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah, pretty much what we've been experiencing here. Do good stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah, so being, really being down mass. here in Texas, we see a lot of that stupid <laughs> stuff here. But, you know, whatever. We're here for a reason, right? And so I would say to you, and this is my question for you, like, what's the reason for you to do this? Like, what really gets you up and drives you to do it? What do you feel like? What are you called to do here with your part of it? I mean, at the highest level, it's about healing society, creating a peaceful society in the best way I know how, you know, and how do we educate and equip people to do that for themselves, especially young people, actually. Yeah. You know, they're looking out at this landscape and they're like, where do I go now? And I feel awful. I can't get, you know. So how do we equip young people in particular to manage themselves well? Yeah. Um, so they grow up into adults that can manage themselves Totally. Well, right? Oh, it's yeah. like age, personal agency, really. And, um, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is for me. I think I have a highly unusual level of passion for this. And I don't truly know where that came from. You know, I have my own thoughts about that, but I see myself in relation to, like, I don't understand how people don't want to get up and make a difference in the world. Yeah, it's something about, I think, service. Once you knew, and this is just my perspective on it, that, you know, I exist because I'm loved in some way by the universe. And then from that place, I have to outflow into something, you know, to serve And if I can serve at the highest level, that means that I'm going to get agency over myself and my emotions and, you know, everything, all this sort of stuff that, you know, everybody thinks you are your brain. And really, we're like, no, no, your brain is an operating machine. Let's get busy. Like an antenna. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so watch out what it's magnetizing to you, right? And so what have you been learning about the brain that you want to share with us? What's something that's been fascinating you? Oh, just its capacity and how connected the gut is to the brain. So I think through managing my gut health, actually, I managed my brain health. And, you know, the vagus nerve, I could go into all the, the details. Yeah, that's good. Course, Do it. That's what people want to know. Is yeah. Yeah. It activates the circulation in your body. Right. So the energy in your body is far greater than any of us realize. So things like, you know, you saw me practicing Qigong and I was like, what is that? You know, I saw it when I lived in China and people doing all the moves. And when I started to study it, you know, the brain emits the magnetic and electric energy. And we can 
when you stay in your body, so being present and all those things, you can actually feel that energy. And if you had t- said that to me 15 years ago, I would have said, you know, well, that's <laughs> great for you, but yeah. off you go. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the truth is it's very healing for the body. So the brain naturally wants to heal the body, at least in my experience. I have overcome so many different modern day symptoms, things like stress, anxiety, through managing my energy well. Well, and this is what you said to me in those meetings was you were studying energy. That's that's what you said. I was studying energy. And so this is part of what we know is that the universe is energy, right? And that I'm fascinated by the energy that people are unaware of that they bring with them into every moment. So, you know, you had a bad experience in your car and then you bring that energy into the restaurant And then, you know, like if you think that it's contained, (laughs) this is a misconception, right? That our energy merges in such a way that we influence and impact each other every moment. It's really true. And I think I would describe myself as having been, or I am like a really deep empath as well. What I didn't have the tools to do was to manage my energy well. You know, you hear of things like energy vampires and there's a couple of fundamental principles that I practice every day that might help people. Yeah, I'd love to hear them. Yes. Yeah. So one of them is, and you just look at nature, water up, fire down. Even our rational minds tell us that. So keep the brain cool, keep a cool head, fire in the belly. It's literally true in the body. So in Tai Chi, when you study energy, actually, you want to create heat You want the belly and the abdomen area to be about one degree, to be hot, burning hot. Mm. And that activates all the circulation and that keeps the gut healthy. Mm. And then it cools down the brain. So if you meet someone who's angry, even though they're not speaking, you feel that they're angry because they are hot-headed, literally. And so all the practice that I do actually is to bring that heat down the body and keep. And it's a circulatory thing. It's our nervous system. We just don't learn it. Yeah, nobody teaches us that. If we did just a few moves or any kind of breathing. And you know what I love when I watch you on Instagram is that there are a whole bunch of very simple brain exercises that you show people that help their brain optimize itself. Mm -hmm. And so this, I think, you know, if you're interested in learning some of these techniques that you can apply right away to keep yourself Mm -hmm. calm, to, you know, put the fire in the belly instead of keep it up in your head. This is just fantastic. Absolutely. I love that. It can really change your life. It can really make a big difference. Small steps every day. Yes, you seem so much calmer than you did when I saw you at Nike. I just want you to know that you're like, uh-huh. a, you're totally like leveled out here. It's fantastic. Of course, I don't know how many meetings you've had today with people and, you know, what they said to you and how you were able to keep fire in the belly and not in the head, but I'm sure. Are you, yeah. are you doing Practice some coaching too? Are you doing some coaching yes, with people? Yes, I mean, we do. Brain, we've just started brain sports coaching. We do some free events as well if people are interested, like workshops, two-hour workshops and things with some of the master trainers. So, yeah, we do all 
those things. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, we'll put in the show notes how to get a hold of you there with that. But I wonder, will you tell people what's one big moment that you had a breakthrough that you had in some of the changes that you've made where you just went, wow, like that just happened. Is there anything when I ask that, that comes to mind? Oh, there's There's so many, uh, I'm sure. There's many, but I would say one on the, I mean, certainly getting jobs that I couldn't have dreamed of or positions I didn't look at them as jobs, of course, but running the office in China, Shanghai, in the year 2003, my husband had never been on an aeroplane and my daughter was Oh my gosh. So I really, when you talk about against the grain, every family member was screaming like, no, (laughs) it's different days now, but still I had this pull to go there. And that was an absolutely incredible experience, you know, working with, I would be sitting around the table with government officials up in Beijing, you know, and I was a young leader. And so all kinds of, they were like the wow moments. A big breakthrough moment actually was, I really was desperate to bring mindfulness into Nike. And I had this vision. It was probably for a bit longer than seven years. And in 2018, I believe it was October 11th, I'll never forget it. I stood on the stage and it had happened. So it was one of those in the zone moments where I was like, oh, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's- and you are. And now you are. Now, when you think about what we're in right now, you know, and people who want to make a change in some way or want to pivot from what they're doing, what kind of advice would you give them? Because you went through all that change with your family, right? And you just gave us an example of everybody was like, in no way. And you're like, got to go, right? Yes, but I got very sick because I didn't take care of myself. Ah. So what I would say, so it all looks very fantastic on the surface. Yes. And I certainly don't want to give that impression because that's not the truth. (laughs) There was a lot behind the scenes and I was very good at masking that as a leader. And what I would say to people is when I was at my worst, I couldn't even imagine having 10 minutes for myself in a day. And so that's how bad I got. And my breathing was really, it was up here. And now my breath is down where it belongs. Yeah. And so what I would say is be gentle on yourself, number one. You know, the voice that's like, go faster, go harder. Competition mind is not good for anything, actually. So first, be gentle with yourself. And second is just find, even if it's just like going to the bathroom, if you get young kids, find like five minutes and start practicing breathing. So I would say once you can find your breath and stay with your breath, it's like a muscle. So imagine you have to go to the gym to practice your breathing <laughs> and just find that time to bring your you know, hands on chest, just bring your breath back into the body. Over time, it develops and becomes really strong and you will feel calmer, you know, your breath, you'll be healthier overall. So yeah, that's and, what I recommend. Wow. And I know that that pace that people get on that treadmill 
And what I love is what we're seeing now with some of the athletes just putting the stop on it. I'm so happy about that. You know, I think this is the culture we've been in where we've got to be more. I just did like a little short live and I was like, it's more, it's Texas, it's bigger. We got to have more things and, you know, be the loudest. And I think, wow, you know, we really miss out on stopping and actually experiencing what is happening in the body. That's right. And it creates space for your vision. You know, you do a lot of the visual, you know, bringing things to life visually. And when you are constantly in your thoughts and emotions, you really can't see clearly. Yes. And I remember we were in a session, you know, drawing someone's future and, you know, the person used it as a debrief process, really, you know, process through what was happening. And I thought, wow, you know, it tells us how much stress and anxiety that we carry. It's just an example of how much we carry. And so to become more in your body and more present, I love that. Yeah. Hey, it's a present. It is. (laughs) Now, what are you reading or what have you been reading and are you fascinated with right now? Oh, well, one of my favorite books is Living Tal. It's kind of heavy, though. It's like not light reading. <laughs> I love the really deep stuff. So I'm maybe not the best person. <laughs> no, that's good. Somebody oh, out there I'm is actually, deep. But there are a lot of deep more, people. Yeah. Yeah. It's got more like that. But I am someone who reads uh, like autobiographies. So I love people's stories. And I think I had one recently. I'm trying to. She's, she's recalling it. She's. Oh, yeah. Patty Smith, that was a fantastic biography. Loved it. Yes, so I really love, amazing. Yeah. But certain people, especially like the artists, the singers, I'll read stuff like that. So that's kind of the lighter. Love that stuff. And then, generally speaking, I'm an audiobook kind of. Yeah, for sure. Spiritual. So how does the mind work? How do we... Yes. And so, you know, on Audible recently, Julie and I were in Portland and we drove back from Portland to Texas. And, you know, that's three days, three long days. Right. But we had Brandy Carlisle's story. Oh, oh. I read that. That's amazing. So that was good. amazing. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It was so good. And then she's singing. And so we're like, wow, this is like a concert in the car. That's all we needed. And so it got us through, you know, what can yeah, I say? Her Idaho. Yeah, she's really, really. And I think her heart is really in the right place. Yeah, and, totally. you know, yeah, I that's think, mindfulness. Yeah, that, that exactly. Brain waves down as well. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, is there anything else you want to share with us before I let you go? Because thank you so much for being here. I mean, you shared so many big pieces of wisdom. So where are you going now? What's happening next? Well, I just started YouTubing, which is... <laughs> That's a brand new thing. And my husband's it? helping out as well. So oh, behind good. the scenes is... <laughs> Not funny at home, but it's great once it's done. <laughs> it's a work in progress always. <laughs> the uh-huh, next but it's, thing. it's been a lot of fun, actually. And really the goal of that is to be able to have people access meditation and movements. Um, so, yeah, no, words of wisdom, you know, I would just say keep studying yourself every day. Find something new about yourself. Enjoy yourself. And, you know, cliched, but, you know, life is so short. Like yeah, just, yeah. Go out and have some fun. Totally. Right? You grab, it go have the, some fun. grab it by the throat and <laughs> keep going. <laughs> I love it. 
very Scottish of you to say that. Grab it by the throat. I love that. <laughs> That's good. I love you so much. And I thank you so much for spending time with us. So we'll put in the show notes where you can follow Chemmings at Chemmings. <laughs> you probably have another thing on Instagram, too. What is it? Is that what you're going by, Chemmings there? Well, the Brain Sports is the big one. Brain yeah. Sports team is our big, that's kind of the new platform. All right. Brain Sports team. And we'll put more about you in the show notes. And so I thank you so much, Colette, for spending yeah, time you, with Perry, us today. You're, you're really amazing. I love you. I hope you have a fantastic, <laughs> you know, everybody, you know, if you like what you heard, forward it to your friends, come back, you know, send us who you think we should interview on this podcast, because I'm just interviewing the people that I think are amazing. And I know everybody listening, you have amazing people in your world, too. And so they don't have to be big celebrities. They can be big, like leaders, like Colette Hemmings, or they can be just everyday people. I want to hear their stories and their stories of change and pivot. So thanks for sharing yours with us. Thank you so much, Patty. Forward to seeing you again soon. Yeah. See you soon. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to DM me on Instagram your feedback or takeaways from today's episode on Up Your Creative Genius. Then join me next week for more Rocket Fuel. Remember, you are the superstar of your universe and the world needs what you have to bring. So get busy, get out, and up your creative genius. And no matter where you are in the universe, here's some big love from yours truly, Patty Dobrovolsky, and the Up Your Creative Genius podcast. That's a wrap.